Hello, Internet, and welcome to the Friendship Snake Podcast. I am your host, Wade Mariano, and I'm joined, as always, by... Grace Finnecaro. And... Shit, I had I had one and I I, I, I was I was all prepped for it. Um, That's a fail twice in a row, Gunner. Fuck. Next one, I, <laughs> we expect big things for you. We need a Martingale this shit. So we need snakes to on a life. motherfucking podcast. <laughs> there you go, Trace recovered. <laughs> um, snakes on a motherfucking podcast. So. There has been a weird... I've been experiencing a strange phenomena somewhat recently, I would say, the past like week and a half. Um, so for the longest time, I've been, for the most part, like very, very disengaged with Facebook. I maybe put a like here or there. Um, it's rare that I comment. Uh, if I do, it's, just, it's either like a happy birthday or like a congrats or something like that. Nothing really engaging. Not, definitely nothing of exposing my insight or feelings on something. However, that being said, it's, I've been seeing a lot lately on my stream. There have been these essentially polls. And they're not really polls because no one's actually re- like compiling the data and showing like oh. a chart. But it's kind of like questions like... No one in like, air quotes. I I, right. I I was I was wondering if you were actually referring to people who were who were residents of the country of Poland, but um, I'm not sure what that means. But we you can said, circle back. The, you said there were a lot. Of, you said there were a lot of polls. Oh, in, uh, in, uh, ha, waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. That was pretty good, actually. I chuckled. Um, but there's these, these questions. Like, and the first one that I remember distinctly was, um. If you can only pick like one movie that you feel like defined Tim Curry's entire career, or like, uh, you know, what would it be? And like the first, I didn't even have to think about it. I was like, Legend from 1986. <laughs> um, and uh, I, it's that's not like a crazy popular, it's more of a cult classic. But there, I've seen more and more of these like kind of weird questions that. For some reason, I'm finding interesting, and I feel like putting my input out there. And uh, I don't know what's you, happening. Right? What's that? Written I mean, so maybe they are. But like the other, the other one, like yesterday, it was like you know, uh, one of the most iconic. Like, uh, name name what you think is the most iconic bass lines in all of music. And I was like, that's a fucking good one. I actually answered twice. I was like, <laughs> "Holiday in Cambodia" by the Dead Kennedys. And I, then I said, the less I know, the better by Tame Impala. Because I was, those two, I think, are probably my two favorite bass lines of all. But is any, are you guys experiencing these, are, are these polls or these weird questions coming up on your feeds? Or is it just the people that I'm like, kind of friends with? Uh, I don't know about the polls. Uh, it's not a poll. It's just a question, I guess. The yes. ads have been kind of getting weird. But like how yes. so? Um, well, because I, I think some of the, you know, and this is one of these things, too, where it's like you wonder. So all of my computers are running, you know, like, or at least on, uh, at the house now, I got them all on Facebook containers. So in theory, that's supposed to isolate things. But I don't know. Facebook containers. You know, have, have you, do you use Chrome or Mozilla? Polls. Polls. 
Uh, well, no. So if if you run Firefox, Firefox actually has a native add-in, not like AdBlock. I mean, it's part of the browser itself, but it's supposed to isolate Facebook from snooping. Basically, it creates a sandbox mm-hmm. every time you launch Facebook, and mm-hmm. it can't it can't sniff the contents of your cookie your 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 cache mm-hmm. or your cookie files, but. Facebook isn't, more... isn't what you got to worry about. It's the other advertisers. The advertisers yes. they're paying money to get their yeah their data. Like well, every email that you open has tracking data in it. Oh yeah, no, no, no. You know, I I understand. But we're, so we're just... you could put Facebook in a fucking container. It's happy. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't no. need. It doesn't need anything well, about you. It's already got you know, it all. And there's like there's like things. So you know, like the the home situation aside, it, it's just it's funny because um i'll get stuff like hey are you looking are you looking to fix you know like are you you know you want to correct a shoulder issue uh mm-hmm. diapers seem to be coming up a lot oh. and not like of the infantile Dull? ones so well you know like so my dog my dog's been having some issues but no these are for these are for uh outgoing elderly people and i don't know if this like is sense. A, yes but i don't mm-hmm. know if this is because of I think it's Some because it knows IP. you live with your parents. Yes, but I don't know if hmm. my parents. You know, I don't. Know, it's a good thing you got those containers set up. Yeah, <laughs> very effective. But yeah, because I mean, you know the, the IP thing. Your parents yeah, don't have containers set up, so it knows everything about them. Therefore, it knows everything about you. Well, and, you know, and and I shouldn't be surprised because, like, when I was when I was going to see Kira down in Virginia, we'd be talking about stuff, and it would come up in my fucking Facebook feed mm-hmm. afterwards. So. These polls that Wade's talking about. Sorry, the polls. Yeah, it usually it's like a generic question. Like he said, it's like, you know, what's the most memorable baseline? Well, and I, but I wonder also if this is one of these things where it's they're they they're looking at how you're interacting with Facebook and changing the feed, it like even that contextual level because they're sending they're they're sending you polls because they're trying to. Yeah. Well, it's not like the, it's it's like people you. are sharing it, right? Like these polls are being shared by friends. Yeah, They're not like it, sponsored yeah. or anything. Yeah, so, well, you say you so say it, that. So, but it's, so it's, yeah, Gunner's actually more right here than you, yeah. Wade, when you say your friends are sharing it. Your friends actually don't share it. And this is where it gets interesting. And this is okay. something I'm glad you brought up. Um, what's happening is your somebody that one of your friends knows follows a page that asks the question and they comment on it. And then it actually shows on their newsfeed because it's a public page. You're right. Their answer shows. So you see this question by some, you know, Facebook page. It might have a thousand followers. It might have a million followers. They show the question, but the only answer that you see in the previews is your friend's answer. And, and that's, you're like, yeah, you're right. You're absolutely right. Maybe I'll just respond to my friend. And what's interesting is it's kind of starting a conversation between you and your friends that's asked publicly. So you're part of a public discussion, but you're only discussing it with your friends. And I think it's genius that Facebook has changed the way that they share content. At first I felt that it was a bit invasive because I'd see people make comments on, on public pages and it would just share it to my feed. And I'm like, well, I don't care that you gave, you know, your local plumber a bad review or that you're arguing with them about something like that's, I feel like like Facebook was taking advantage of that public profile by sharing it to my feed. But with these kind of open-ended questions, it's like, wait a second, Facebook's AI has figured out that these are like, everyone can jump on questions. 
And let's actually make that a conversation starter. Now, this is funny because I used to do this to my own friends just for fun, right? You could just post something on Facebook. If you're really, if you really just want to interact with your friends, but you don't really care what you interact about, you could just post up like smooth or crunchy peanut butter. That can be the only thing with a question mark after it. And it's not really a poll because you're not like asking people to vote, but it, it is a general question that 95% of people probably higher than that all have an opinion on, a strong opinion on. And for a while it was done with memes, but the memes were generally represented one side of that argument. So when you say that you've been responding to these polls, I'm like, yeah, like, but what's odd to me is I look at who actually asks the question and it's nobody that I, I even know. Right. It's a group and you're, and you're, when you said that it's like, yeah, it appeared that it was shared, but it wasn't. And a good example is, so I answered one of these questions and Steve Jaquin like replied to my answer. And in my head, my first like thought was like, is Steve like watching everything that I do on Facebook? But then it's like, no, Facebook just took that. I I responded to this question and made him look like I shared it, you know? Well, Mm -hmm. well, actually, Wade, this is more disturbing. This is probably more like fucking Black Mirror than you think. Steve's oh no! I don't think this you. is. I, there's some. No, there's no. some shit going on here. No, no, I, no, I don't no. think so that this is. This is. This is crazier. Steve's not watching you. The Facebook emulation of Steve <laughs> is watching you. <laughs> well, he responded with a pretty good response, but uh, I, uh, I, 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 they've been just really good and compelling. Like the baseline one got me. It's like nobody fucking asks that. Like people ask, like, oh, what's your favorite song from 1997 or when you were a kid or whatever? Like general shit that's not really compelling or interesting because the chances are is that it's going to be a bunch of generic shit. But when you start like nailing things down, like what's your favorite baseline? It's like, well, A, you know, most people probably know what a baseline is, but they don't really think about it that much. So it's kind of like, mm-hmm. it, like, if I I feel like I was it's it's kind of like pe- for people that are just by no means experts or or critics of music or anything like that, but like know a little bit more than just like mm-hmm. what's on the top forty, right? And what was on the top yeah. forty for the past twenty or thirty years. So there's and there's been little things like that, like Tim Curry, an amazing fucking actor. I mean, he's one of the greatest. However, no one says it, your average fucking person. Tim Curry's not like. And is at the top of the list, or even his top prop, top five, probably right. So when it's okay. like Jesus, yeah, how would I define Tim Curry? And okay. all Tim the Curry. answers are really interesting. You know what I mean? Like it, it runs the gam, the the gamut. But they're getting really good, and I've I've kind of felt like it's like Facebook's tapping into something here, and I'm sure they're collect someone somewhere is collecting this data yes. to make to make more effective like advertisements. No, like they're, they're, this might be like this advertisement 2.0 where they're gonna like charge like significantly more money to advertise because they're like we went through all these links to get all this extended data on people. It's it's so they can build a better uh, virtual Wade to interact with virtual Steve. <laughs> Got to be honest with you, I enjoy answering the questions. So I've been reading these two, and I've been replying to a few of them. Sometimes I just troll, <laughs> right, just yeah. for fun. Sometimes I just troll. Um, but yeah, I've been replying to some of them too. But um, a lot of the time, it's because one of my friends interacted. And I'm really just yeah. replying to them, right? 
So, Correct. you know, I'll be like, you're a fucking savage. This is the right answer. I'll do stuff like that. Just kind of just because it's like, yeah, I'll be part of this conversation with my friends because I do respect their opinion, even though I'm going to tell them that their opinion is wrong and my reply, just for fun and for contrast. Um, I do respect their opinion. So, yeah, I thought, I, yeah, I, I definitely am seeing that trend on Facebook and um, it's an interesting one. It's an interesting one because I'm sure somewhere hidden in the fine print, you agree to this stuff. Agree to yeah, let Facebook sure, do this. Yeah. But when, you know, when somebody goes and follows a page and that page answer, asks a nice question and you reply to it, I don't think people stop and think, hey, this, this is actually getting backfed to my newsfeed without my permission. Previously, you would have to share the post. And this way of interacting with it is interesting. It's actually would be pretty cool if this started happening more with our episodes, right? So one thing that's great is, you know, last week we reached out, we called out some people by name. We're like, give us some topics. And they gave us some topics. But what would have been really cool is for those to actually be, if that were popular enough um, to show up on our friends' news feeds, because Facebook probably knows which friends of ours uh, listen to the podcast, which means sure. it could actually engage them with these, you know, these after, um, what do we call it? After uh, extra, extra innings or not extra innings, overtime, overtime, yeah, overtime topics, 15 minute. I should know the, our own fucking name, but whatever, <laughs> do it live. I'm, I think I've changed it like four or five, three or four times at least. So want to call it snake bites, but it, it's not snake bite is when you shot gunner off at the end of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> or no i'm sorry it was when you, it's when you would shut anyone off um it for a, a run run on topic like this one yes correct um i i don't know like gunner would have to be like i feel like gunner would has got like a, a better name for it than overtime but he comes up with some good names yeah he sure does it's a work it's a work in progress Someday, someday will be a professional show, a professional yeah. amateur unpaid podcast. Yeah. Um, you know what? Maybe instead of snake bite, it's after bite, like that stuff you put on, like when you get bit by an insect, or maybe by a snake. I feel like I like. I feel like there's a there's a word for like whether, where, where like the the poison like just slowly like travels through your veins but all i'm coming up with is like is like necrosis and i don't think that's right yeah, be, <laughs> nor do i think it's grim. a great name for our for our our extra 15 minutes of podcast um speaking of bites though uh trace uh you essentially um awaken nightmares right. in uh Wait. in gunners and gunners how's, yes how's, how's how's your how's your uh robot spine doing um it's doing uh it's doing okay it's it's better by the week i'd say but today i think i overdid a little bit because i've definitely got some inflammation that i can feel um nothing like serious like i didn't like wrench anything or like that it's just tired but uh but it's getting better by the week i think it's just gonna be weeks weeks and uh the, the weight loss campaign has begun there's a weight loss uh challenge um that i have accepted at work so it's uh the weight loss is an important piece of this as well. But doing okay. But I want to talk about your one of your worst nightmares that, that Trace has unleashed upon you. 
the uh, the wandering meatloaf. Trace, Man, give us some thing... information on this. And Gunner, tell me why you're so afraid. <laughs> well, let me paint you a picture of this thing. Um, when they call it a wandering meatloaf, it's because it very much looks like wandering, uncooked meatloaf. Um, <laughs> it's part of the mollusk family, um, which is home to you know snails, slugs, scallops. clams. Yes, yep, scallops. Um, about those mollusks even even um octopi and squid um are part of this family but uh what was probably most interesting about this creature in recent news is they discovered that it has teeth made of iron (laughs) 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 um this thing has a technical name but i can't really pronounce it it's like crypto chitin Larry, crypto Cryptochitin Stellari. Um, what I really like about it, though, is for some reason, um, it's called the Gumboot Chitin. <laughs> so the Wikipedia page for it is they call it the Gumboot Chitin. Although I think Wandering Meatloaf is very, um, is very. Uh, uh, appropriate but yeah apparently the teeth on this thing um have um a, a very rare iron deposit inside the teeth so if you were to do an x-ray of this thing you would actually see x you'd see iron teeth um in this creature which i think is most interesting because it's kind of been like this science fiction thing that you know that aliens their body parts specifically their teeth uh, might be made of uh you know, organic, quote unquote, organic material um, that's harder than what we're used to, harder than the teeth that we have, maybe darker. Um, and in this case, uh, maybe made out of iron. I think uh, it, it's like it's like those fucking space amoebas down in Antarctica that just keep building shells. You know, and the like teeth fuck- are in like a weird orientation too. Are they yeah. really? Yeah. Like if you if you Gunner if you Looks go like to like Google the images, it's like a it's but it's, it's like a, a zipper, zipper but it's but it's twisted up inside of its mouth like it, almost like a like it's like a grinder of some sort like a, that's like exactly a, what that's exactly what it is <laughs> yeah. you know it's like hey welcome 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 to the welcome to normal life circa five million years ago uh you know there's a reason why there's a reason why so many things fucking got out of the ocean as fast as they could because it's fucking scary down there. And it's not a small creature by any means. Like it's the size of a of a human foot. Yeah. It look it looks like a meatloaf. It looks like a not your mama's meatloaf. You imagine one of these things crawling on your roof with a chainsaw inside his mouth. And you go up there and he's just like chewing a hole through your metal roof because his teeth are stronger than this shit roof that you bought. You just hear the little tiny teeth just chattering. It's actually kind of soothing. ASMR. Until until it gets through the the ceiling and then starts working on your cat. 
just the statues and just yeah like and there's like not much you could do like it just cats running around for like five days down. with a chunk of meatloaf hanging off of it oh, well God. yeah you're also assuming that this isn't like some fucking zerg thing that's in sleeper mode right so and it's just all true. of a sudden it's very becomes very active very quickly or it's a, yeah it's like a tyranid it just like you know like it, it, it like the cat disappears and then all of a sudden there's a fucking meatloaf you know walking meatloaf cat monster yeah so the gene walking stealer. around it would be yeah if it just like yeah if it just took over like the like it just stuck on the cat's head and the cat just like backed into walls for a couple of hours and then all of a sudden it stopped backing into walls and it just started acting like a cat again except you knew it wasn't your cat because the head has been replaced oh. with a wandering meatloaf aka the gumboot chitin that is some creepy shit why has there not been oh, was, a to movie? There's a there's a wasp that they actually like fucking grow swords as their stingers. Like they're 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 that same kind of like biological iron. But they yeah they like not only is it an iron blade, it fucking self sharpens every time it stabs through something. It's terrifying. The Amazon wasp, maybe. Wasp with metal. Yeah, it's it's again. This is this is this is like this this is starting to get into that fucking old Marvel comics Iron Man thing where oh, he was, Jesus. Where, where he was built where he's building the suit out of freaking bacteria that puked up iron when you murdered it, and he just built it in tiles. But yeah, it's uh oh god, you're fucking. You know what? It's okay. I mean, like. There's there's no possibility that there's any consequences we're gonna deal with waking up all this life that was frozen in the Arctic and you know making the oceans like back in fucking prehistoric ocean times. I mean, you know, no. It's kind of weird that you mention like uh, the oceans rising and prehistoric life coming back because of the ice melt and the thaw. Have you guys been seeing articles or reading any articles about, like, I thought Hyperloop was dead, essentially, in the ground, mm-hmm. but apparently, no. For the past seven years, they've, like, been continued, there's been continuous development. Like, I've been you seeing mean, like, articles coming out now. It's the, the, the sure. scope and everything has been, has been changed a lot. So now it's a car tunnel that's not wide enough to let you open up the doors in the car in case it gets stuck. No, not true actually. It's still uh it's still very much the capsules. Okay. In, in a lot of them. It's I mean that car thing like exists. That's like Musk's. That was like Musk's like newest thing, but like this uh the, the articles that I read in the couple of YouTube videos that have been posted like within 2 weeks. Um they didn't fucking big think me, thank God. I was going to say, are you sure it wasn't a, a <laughs> four-year-old Big Think article? I'm done with Big Think. I'm telling you, I've done. I won't watch any of that. I've, I've done everything I can to get them away from my feed and get them out of my, my, my YouTube uh, suggestions. But uh, no, like there was, it, it was like t- two weeks ago. I don't want to say it was wired, but it may have been. But it was pretty much like how they've got functioning like prototypes. Um, Virgin, uh, previously yep. known as Virgin Airlines, just Virgin. Um, looks like they're 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 sinking um, money into it, but <laughs> I don't know. It's it's like if you're in an airplane, like I think there's a lot of people that are scared because they feel trapped, feel like if something were to go wrong, there's nothing that they could do. Like, can you imagine 
like something going wrong inside the hyperloop. Like, what like, the fuck uh, do you do? I don't know. Like, but if you ask yourself what? seriously, would you rather be stuck on an airplane when something went critical or like in a hyperloop tunnel when something went critical? Well, in an airplane, you have time to correct before you smash. In a hyperloop, you just smash. Well, yeah, you see, actually, Trace, you're, you're also not thinking about this the wrong way, which is that they could just stop air per- flowing through the tunnel when the oxygen level drops below enough thing, you just pass out. So there's no, re- you can't freak out if you're unconscious slash halfway on the death, to, you know, halfway to death by, by, hypo- <laughs> by hypoxia. The insides, your insides just get sucked out. Yeah, the vacuum, a, the vacuum pressure, uh, the depressurized tube is a little so. <laughs> this, you know, and again, it's it's the it's life. You know, we go around and around. I don't know how. You know, I, I'm figuring you guys, uh, when you were younger, did not read any of this stuff. But back in the day, air quotes. This is like late 1800s, early 1900s. They really hadn't got the whole train thing sorted out. Hmm. Yeah, they um, tried this in New York. I heard about this. Yeah, the, yeah. What keep going. The, the atmospheric route, the atmospheric railway. Yeah, it went at like and, ten miles an hour, and it was like, what was it like, a few blocks? <laughs> oh, there's, 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 there's a, there's a bunch of variations of it. Uh, it. It really has two primary problems, which is that one, um, you know, it, it's kind of a it's kind of a bitch to 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 get like power you know because there's the there's the vacuum tube then there's the one that's effectively like the bank tube except it has like a like a like a arm hanging off the so you, you put like a bank tube like in the middle of the tracks you have an arm that's hanging down from the train to the bank tube and you're sucking the train along with that sounds <laughs> it sounds way dirtier than it should. Well, yeah. It, well, so the, the 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 thing the thing is is that um you're sucking it, the train along. Yeah. So, but there's 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 issues with this whole scheme because one of the things that you don't have to deal with with bank tubes is like the little critters of nature walking around uh in said bank tubes, so. One of the service procedures was cleaning out the homogenized uh, mouse slash horse viscera that comes mm-hmm. through when you suck an animal through the fucking inlet on mm-hmm. the uh, the uh, the atmospheric railway. So, yeah, yeah, that's what would happen. You'd be going like eight hundred miles an hour, and you'd come to an immediate stop because it because it accidentally sucked a raccoon in, and there just wasn't enough. There just wasn't enough like wiggle room, and you just came to a dead stop. You with the friction of a raccoon body. Tra- Trace, here's the question. Actually, Wade too. Hmm? So it sucks, but would you be willing to sacrifice one family or family member or friend to see a deer finally die in a new and unique way? I don't even understand the question. I, so, I, I, have, you, have you have you have you hit a deer with a car? Uh, yes. Okay. I've been in a car that has hit a deer, yes. What you're saying is you want to put a deer inside this thing, but I don't... No, 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 I'm, I'm saying like... Don't, you know, I entirely understand the motive here. Just, just act of novelty. You know, being a social, the, w- the, wager a is, the wager is the disturbing part. 
I yes. think, Trace. Because, like, sacrificing a family member for something horrible to happen, it's like, who wins there? I mean, your sick, morbid, your sick, morbid, like, curiosity is is rewarded. But you know, it's just like you know, like possible, possible, possibly serious injury. So it's like it's well, like it's know, like saying we can jerry rig, we could jerry rig a roller coaster to nose dive into a deer. Everyone on it dies. Oh, like, it's, it's, how yeah. would I say yes to something like that? What what type of fucked up question is that? Well, because the the, the thing is, is that like, this, this, <laughs> would I sacrifice someone I love this to is the, see a deer? Oh die? no, no, he didn't say someone you love. He said family member. So Gunner. <laughs> to this question, does it have to be someone that I care about, or no? You hate, no, no, no. I mean, yeah, I would definitely. You've do made it. a conscious. <laughs> you've made a con- You've made a conscious decision by allowing the hyperloop to come into this world. That statistically, one of the people that in your in 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 your like tribal in in your tribal circle, you don't have to like them. Why mine? Well, because I don't even live by these fucking stupid hyperloops. <laughs> they're like, they're like the fucking Kevin, the going Bacon. through the desert in Las Vegas. It's the Kevin Bacon rule, right? It's just eventually you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna hit the. No, you know, you know do, what? I'm gonna be I'm gonna be playing fucking sweet video games in my Tesla. Okay. That's what yeah. I'm gonna be doing. Which is which is crazy. Uh, AMD has announced that they are making the. Uh, what they are working on the. I don't know the chipsets or whatever for the game for like the gaming rig that's going to be in a Tesla. Great, I can get a game. I have to buy a Tesla to get a gaming computer. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> so, I, so here's I the don't question. understand is how the fuck are they getting away with this? It, looping back, well, uh, yeah, looping back to the deer viscera thing. Like, what tier? <laughs> like, would would it would it would it would it would it, would it would it among us or a Call of Duty be required to kind of outweigh? The whole like mulching, mulching, uh, you know, mulching a deer. You know, like what, what, what's the level of distraction that's required to just kind of like be oblivious to this experience? I honestly in upstate New York, and you're oblivious to mulching deer. <laughs> I've, you know, you, you say that I've seen way too many people in Dodge Rams fucking plow through one, just leave it to die, and keep going. Mm-hmm. You're just supporting my argument, but so. Do you remember the first guy to get pulled over with these Teslas because yeah. he had a fucking iPad on his dashboard and yeah. the cops like, Hey, sorry, but you can't, you can't use, you can't set an iPad on your dashboard. You can't set a laptop on your dashboard. You can't watch a movie while you're driving. Um, this is illegal. And the guy's like, Oh no, this is just my car. Um, if you look, my heat controls are here. My radio's here, but this is just my car. And this is, this is my dashboard. It, it's a new dashboard and it has this thing on it. And the cop's like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. I thought you were like watching a movie on your dashboard. And then Tesla's like, like looks over both shoulders and is like, you can play games now. Well, it's how the fuck. <laughs> Why is, okay. So, okay. Why? <laughs> Why is it's pretty much becoming a foregone conclusion that within our lifetime, probably auto driving cars are going to be a thing, right? But why is that ah, like I such see. a given? But like Hyperloop is like, oh fucking no. Uh, well, and you can say I, the cost. I, you can say the cost all you want, but it's not like these self driving cars are going to be fucking cheap by any means. You know, you know why, Wade? Because the moment that you're no longer worried about driving that those few extra hours don't really make that big of a deal 
So also, I don't, I don't think people in a, in a world where anyone can stream anything that they want, but they don't have to wait for someone else to start streaming it. People don't want to get in line for transportation, whether that's transporting a movie to your computer or transporting your body to your friend's house. I think the Hyperloop is going to solve a very, very um, important issue with certain, certain condensed areas. But I don't think it's really going to solve that issue worldwide, right? Well, I, You're I think, still going I think to have areas, certain areas like Europe. I think it would be a ma- like I think it would be massively successful. You could mm-hmm. essentially make all of Western Europe a mega city. Other thing is, you, we've seen this so many loose. times. Like you know, it's really nice that New York State built the throughway system, right? But they started off promising that it was going to be free eventually, but then you know. <laughs> Decades later, we're still paying fees to to travel on it. It is a well-kept highway, but if if one accident occurs, you can be hours late somewhere because it's, it's a single point of failure, right? It's And it's a single point of failure that's become like people have become reliant on. So the Hyperloop, I think, is a great idea, but... Are they going to build three hyperloops? And are they going to build like enough hyperloops for you know um, so that there's always redundancy when one of them is under maintenance? Or is it going to be this thing that's amazing when it works and fucking terrible when it doesn't? Just think about being stuck in the middle of the desert because you will. It's not a matter of if; it's a matter of when. Yeah, because it would take government subsidizing, and as soon as the government has control of it, it'll fucking fail. You know, you know. Point. I mean, like, I, I, think, <laughs> I think the, I think the hyperloop is a solid and robust concept. But you know what really makes it a, a trouble is like digging, uh, digging all these tunnels. Because maybe there be, maybe there could be some system that involves some like traveling surface above ground that's not a road, and. You know, like you can just run a lot, you know, like one, you know, you don't even need to like have any crazy, um, like internal combustion engine. Cause you can just have like a bunch of like electrical lines on top of it. And, you know, like you could have stations that people could get on and off at. <laughs> I mean, I just, you're, you're, are you obnoxiously referring to trains? Well, yes, <laughs> but. Really, I just, I just, I just like, I just like the thing that, like, our solution for getting rid of trains and letting our roads go to shit is just fucking Making building another train, dr- drilling, drilling tunnels underground, so that yeah, but you have to admit, Gunner, like, this is the speed at which it would, it, it's, it can travel is, is not anything like a fucking train, like, a thousand kilometers an hour. Your, your fastest bullet trains in Japan are doing what, three thirty. Yeah, well, this, the, the issue with the thousand kilometers an hour is that you Does can't. Break, doesn't it break the sound barrier? Or no? Yeah, well, I mean, like, that's why you have the vacuum tubes. But but oh, this yeah. this this gets this gets into the more fundamental issue of like fucking roller coasters. I.e., you can't have enough <laughs> space between fucking cars to use it at a thousand kilometers an hour because it takes <laughs> that fucking long to descend, to accelerate. Because now you're like. Oh, because unfortunately, you do the deer viscera thing, except you do it inside the cabin instead of outside the cabin. Because, uh... yeah, I think to answer your question, Wade, the reason that we're all embracing um, the self-driving cars is because it solves a problem that we all—I think we all can at least envision right now. Whether or not it's a real problem or not, I don't know. But I think we can all envision, like, 
this idea that, hey, you know what, I want to go out drinking, but I don't have want to worry about annoying one of my friends to have a DD or, um, you know, I would love to go to my, you know, I, I would love to go to, to Florida on vacation with my family, but it's, it's going to be a 24 hour drive there. And, um, I can't afford the plane tickets. So we're all going to have to grow through this, but Hey, if, if, if we can all sleep, it, a, 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 a third of the entire trip now, it's just something that it, it's so much more efficient of a form of travel, but it's something that's individualized. So I think that's why we want it is because it's individual in, individualized. And I, also we're watching it start to work. We're also watching it start to fail, right? Because that's the way it, it happens with technology. Um, yeah. Every failure is going to be a headline. Um, you know, those guys that somehow figured out, I don't know if they put a fucking brick in the seat or what, but they figured out that they didn't even need to be in the driver's seat. And, um, the car ended up going up in flames and then there's new problems, right? They can't put the fire out. Um, is it too easy to bypass the, Hey, somebody is sitting in the seat sensor, <laughs> you know, a whole bunch well, of new problems. I guess out, if but- you, if you changed your mindset, right? Like you're like, okay, if you actually looked at your life and you were like, honestly, for like two hours, two to two hours to three hours of my life, I'm typically streaming or watching or gaming or doing something on a screen. And you could say, okay, well, I do that during my commute now, so it's yeah. it, so I don't care if I have to travel an hour and a half there and back to work because mm-hmm. I'm not really doing anything except hanging out. So yeah. maybe it's not that big a deal, I guess. I don't, I don't know. I, I, I get it. Trust me, I totally understand the benefits of a self-driving car where you can focus on something else. Um, what I think is crazy is I can't pair my fucking phone to a car while it's moving the Bluetooth audio because it's going to distract the driver. There's no button to say, hey, I'm a passenger. It's just turned off. We have to stop the vehicle for me to get to that option in a car. Yet Tesla's like, like they're just kind of like, you know, hopes nobody's looking and they're like, let's make sure Call of Duty runs on this bitch. Yeah, it's, let's let's get a PlayStation 5 or something of that equal, equal nature in our vehicle. It's It's bizarre. Like we don't, I don't feel that our, well, maybe it is, you guys would know better than I would, are our like mobile strengths and services like strong enough to support any type of online playing, which honestly is, no. is the vast majority of game playing. No. Well, I, the mobile, I think the mobile would be okay. It's, it's just not the streaming version of it. That's fine because they're, this is a fucking Tesla. That's what Star, that's what Starlink is for. Like you're, you're, I get actually, yeah, you're not you're not in the hyperloop thing, but eventually, eventually, he's gonna go from the low Earth orbit satellites to the 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 drones flying in the stratosphere, and then then we'll be then we'll be done. I just oh, so you know, like they took a pounding recently, right? And like when they had that Bitcoin dump and they said part of it was because, you know, like there's an issue with Tesla talking about how they're the, you know, like they're trying to do this environmentally responsible technology. And at the same time, like, Hey, we're going big into Bitcoin, which is this massive fucking environmental potential environmental problem. But the other bit, you know, going back to kind of what you're talking about, Wade, is that, Tesla's, you know, Elon has been hyping that they're going to have level five self-driving 
here in the next two, three years. You know, like they're, they're Wait, they were at level which... four. They were gonna have level five. Level five is full. Cell. Level five is the fucking Batman, the Batman movie, nineteen eighty nine, when he calls the car and it comes to him. Well, we've talked about that before. How like it's that's once the self-driving, the completely automated car becomes a thing, I truly and gets into regulation and it gets to the point where you can no longer manually drive on the roads. Car ownership is going to be a thing of the past, or or something for collectors. And we've touched base on that. And I don't necessarily well. no, I feel about that, but that's a natural progression, I think. Well, the, the, I guess the thing is part of the reason that they're talking about one of the one of the core reasons for the dip in Tesla's stock price, which got kind of overwhelmed by the whole fucking cryptocurrency thing, is that they effectively had to come out and say, "Yeah, we've actually been talking mad shit. We're barely at level two, and we have no fucking roadmap on when we're gonna actually get to level five. Level two is fucking cruise, con- like automated cruise control. Like you know, and you can say that part of that is like the legal environment and stuff like that. So it. wait a minute, did I'm you? Not, just, so I'm, did you? Did you just? You just said they're at level five, but no, they're, they're really they, not. they would be at level five by twenty by twenty twenty five. That's what they claimed. That's what they've been claiming. Okay. Oh, okay, and the okay, thing okay. that came sorry, out sorry. is that yes, actually, we have been, you know, Elon has been kind of hyping the moon. It, it per se, but yes, no, they're, they're, it's a massive fundamental, like, our technology at a core level is not capable of supporting. It's like speech recognition, right? It starts off, and you're like, oh my gosh, I can tell my phone to do anything. <laughs> and then, like, if at first people are like, holy cow, you just set a calendar reminder, you just called someone, um, you just sent a text to someone, uh, you can even, like, preheat your oven using those things and you're like holy cow this is really good and then you just ask it a simple question it's like let me show you some results from google and it's like no fuck you computer fuck you you were supposed to be much better than this i just asked you a simple question like one of the questions that i asked siri was why is the sky blue and it can't fucking answer that Right, which you know a lot of people couldn't, but I wanted to know the answer, and scientists can answer this question. So it's like, if you can't tell me that, I don't really know if I trust you to drive. But you can answer that question, then maybe I'll trust you to drive. Then you can be like, oh well, it looks like it's getting stormy out, Trace. You should wake up, like. <laughs> I'm not very good at driving in two feet of snow. Maybe we should pull over. It's like, no, bitch, you can't even tell me why the sky is blue. So I don't trust you. And I'm sorry to use the term bitch. It's I don't want to sound sexist. I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to sound sexist against Siri. Um, but she well, is a bitch. You know, Siri actually comes from Siri's uh, immediate traceable ancestor is actually literally a a voice called bitching betty so that's that's entirely appropriate (laughs) grace um now you talked about like the bitcoin and the stuff like that and it reminds me of this question i know we're not technically in the um the overtime here yet um which but frank asked a question about whether or not we should be considering like the Reddit stock trading and the cryptos as 
the, the common man's path to fortune? Oh, that's a great question. Or I would like it... to put some context to this. Mm-hmm. So, past year and a half, I've been fucking around on Robinhood. Yeah, I made like a. I've made probably three hundred bucks on the, the initial Dogecoin spike. Not this most recent one, but the one f- several months back. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, it's nothing significant. You, it's just like a, just it's similar to a casino in that if you don't go in with a good amount of money. You're not going to be able to pull out a good amount of money. That's not entirely true. We one of our friends is into some coin I've never heard of, and it's like went from like sixty nine bucks to like fucking I don't know. You know where I'm talking. You know who I'm talking about. Um, yeah. But like it's gone to like fifteen or seventeen hundred dollars, and then it jumped up to like even more after that. So it's it that. But those are those are extremely rare and. I don't know like what the stipulations are when you're allowed to pull money out. When you know what I mean, there might be special mm-hmm. rules for stuff like that. But on the way back from uh, Light's bachelor party, it was me and uh, Mr. Corey, and he was, you know, he's really gotten into like stocks and stuff like that. And he's like, you know, a lot, a big, a big change of it was, you know, I went from on the subway ride to my next show, shoot, which you know takes like forty five minutes to an hour, even if it's a mile away because like, instead of like reading like car magazines i was reading bloomberg mm-hmm. and it and i was kind of like wow okay like it's it made an impression on me right like i'm way late in the game to stocks or whatever aside from like a standard 401k um but you don't have a ton of you know say in that like you have some advisement but it's not really you playing with that money a whole lot but then I see like all this shit on like on Reddit where like everyone's getting these heads up and it's like, holy shit, like you can actually I mean if you you don't even need to have like thirty grand liquid to just play with, you could just fucking few thousand dollars, you know, with the right bets, you could make a, a significant amount of money. So it's a great question, but I'm still I don't know, I still feel like an outsider looking in. I still feel like mm-hmm. I there's a lot to learn and a lot to know about. It's extremely, I, I find it um, definitely intimidating, not to the point where I'm like, oh, I, I would never do it, but I'm reluctant to do it. Like, I'm reluctant to just start throwing money in there because it, what it feels like to me is it feels like I'm at the fucking roulette wheel or it feels like I'm yeah. at the fucking blackjack it table. It right. Is. The only difference I feel with this is that I really want to hear Gunner's take on this too. So don't let me talk too much. But um, the only thing is, is that this is a weird roulette wheel because this is a roulette wheel where they allow you to buy in for pennies. And if you just leave the pennies that you bought in at there and then come back five years later, it could be worth a lot of money. And I think that's something it's what the stock market's always done, but it's especially with crypto, it's turning this into a very, very weird, um, uh, opportunity for growth, and I think that's why when you know when Frank used the term the common man's path to fortune, um, and then he follows that up with or um, it's hype, which is overshadowing just huge risks. Um, I think it's a really good way to phrase the question because there's clearly been at least some perceived fortune out of all of this. How much Dogecoin do you own? 
What, what, what was that, Wade? That's your cue. <laughs> That's silence. <laughs> the cue, the Dogecoin. I um I own no Dogecoin. Like I I you I think I, we talked about this um a few months back uh before I uh made the plunge to being uh desperately un- underemployed. Um but I was getting ready to I like I had I I kind of had to make a decision whether I was going to mine or uh get my money back on that stuff by uh moving inventory but yeah I I I think that cryptocurrency in general is a wonderful technology in the same sense that nuclear power is i.e. human beings can't fucking use it responsibly because capitalism um, um but i i i, but, I, I don't do you think i think it'll have value at some point is it no. all just perceived and it's garbage right now and people just think they're making it rich or is it really that valuable like so let's say i bought dogecoin right and i saw it surge could i really pull out and get my money back um and is it going to be a long-lasting currency like will it make sense for me to use it to buy stuff in the future i'm seeing a lot of the services that i use offer a 15 percent discount if i pay them in cryptocurrency well yeah because it's a significant discount well so are are you familiar with how most of those mechanisms work where they're effectively that cryptocurrency never leaves them. You know, like if you pay somebody in PayPal, you pay somebody in cryptocurrency, your mm-hmm. PayPal or something like that. Mm-hmm. PayPal always holds the coin. No one else ever. You know, like you're not sending. You know, like they're, and what they're doing. It's the same reason why, you know, like other outward companies were taking it as methods of payment because it's a. They're 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 effectively treating it like gold. I my my big concern with crypto, you know, and again, like there's there's a lot of money to be made in the short term. Long term, I see crypto actually kind of being the domino that tips over the thing, which is that crypto is effectively at least now just another form of fiat currency. And of what? It, Fiat currency, which is the primary, you know, like the, what a dollar is, is basically a, do- a dollar's value is determined by a, a bunch of very complex mathematical like... relationship, <laughs> yeah, you know, formulas. But yeah, really, really what it works out to is it's a very complex mathematical way of saying because we say so. You know, it, it, there, it's, 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 it's just completely made up. Mm. And what I think it what what a bigger problem is is that I think crypt the the, the stuff you, why you're seeing like crypto spiking up and along those things is that people say like crypto is going up because America in these Western countries have printed like all this fucking money to kind of paper through on the on, on the the fucking COVID bullshit, but I think the bigger issue is that crypto is crypto is getting. Crypto's value is going up the same way that you get um when you get an infection, you can have what they call a cytokine storm where it basically everything every 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 party in play gets 
super pumped up. Mm-hmm. And uh, it also has a tendency to kill the kill the system mm-hmm. that it's doing it in. Mm-hmm. And I think crypto 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 might be a tipping point where the whole system kind of fucking unravels because at some point there's just the the values get so ridiculous yeah so too, too much money is caught up in it and then and then all of a sudden it's just people just stop perceiving it as having value but i mean that's what the dollar is now so yes. maybe maybe the opposite happens and it actually becomes stronger than the dollar um maybe it comes to the point where the where the economy stops and says wait why why don't we just use this for currency why because, are we using dollars no, wouldn't it, that it, essentially it, be a global currency and is that exactly well, what our country does not want to do well, actually, that's that's yeah. that's actually that's actually one True. of the things they talk about in the the what do they call it the mm-hmm. gr- the Great Reset. Mm-hmm. Conspiracy nut jobs aside, is that it's it's actually it, it, a, a good part about crypto for for us the consumer, but it's but yeah, I'd say it's probably bad for our yeah, country. Like so. it, well, like if 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 Europe all of a sudden was like, you know what, America, like we're gonna extend the euro and it's gonna be just a universal buck. I would mm-hmm. definitely say fuck off. Eat well, shit, no, fuck off. Well, not a chance. Because well, right, but, but that's because no one else uses the euro. You can't say that about crypto. Like as more organizations accept it as payment, then some point it is value. It does have value. You know, for, for Europe to say it's like, well, why yours over mine? Like you don't see people in Europe walking around with with our money and you don't see people in the United States walking around with euros or pounds um, that often. So it, it makes sense for us to not want their currency jammed down our throat. But if it's one that's just, just fabricated, everyone has their own perception of that value. Then it doesn't really matter what your local currency is. You know what I mean? It, it the price for a guitar in Mexico is going to be similar amount of euros as the price for a guitar in the United States. And now you don't really have to worry about currency conversions. It, it, it is a reset. And it is something that I think the countries will be very um, upset about. Yeah. I mean, cause how would we benefit from that? Well, so there's, 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 there's a, there's one thing, which is that the, the one they talk about, the, when the thing gets talked about by the internet, different various uh, international, like, reserve banks and stuff like that yeah the issue is is that like the 2008 fucking shit show never Mm. actually got fixed never got resolved it wasn't allowed to undo and you have all these stuff and you have all these like fucking financial derivatives that it's the reason why house prices are so fucking crazy yeah that shit's coming dog that shit's coming again i should start betting i should start betting shorts like they did in 2008 well well, so 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 here here's here's the thing which is that effectively bit you know crypto crypto coin like cryptocurrency you know and you can say that it's bullshit it's gold that effectively you can infinitesimally divide because it's it's implicit in the system so like when we went off the gold standard the reason that we went off the gold standard was it was very difficult to fucking divide gold Hmm. up into pieces forever practically yeah right that's Uh, true uh, a, 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 a cryptocurrency, a crypto. Basically, if you tie, a, if you tie, a, because that that you know, like again, like if you you can buy, quote, you can quote, quote unquote, buy one one thousandth of a Bitcoin, 
Right. Mm. So yeah. you have this thing that can be actually effectively infinitesimally divided. It's implicit in its transaction network. So that's that's a plus. For sure. The, the only other problem, though, is that Bitcoin and Ethereum, most of these, you know, like with the exception, I think like Chia's got its own thing, which is that it destroys fucking storage media. But um, all of these like cryptocurrencies are based on effectively like snapshotting the price of energy in a moment in time. Yeah. So it costs so much, it costs so much electricity to make mm. this. And the reason, the only way that you make a cryptocurrency worth more after you've mined out a pool is to destroy it. Well, is to destroy it or you, is the, is the, is the, is the amount of currency available in the, able to be found in those pools goes down. The amount of energy that you need mm. goes yeah, up and the price of that energy goes up and it's kind of antithetical to being like fucking, you know, growth in an economy. If energy keeps getting more and more fucking expensive, it, but it's still odd to me. Right. And I think, you know, kind of to, to circle back around to Frank's question, um, yeah. which I think is a good one is, um, is it worth it? And so like, I get the fact that Bitcoin being the first, essentially the first, um, effectively the first um, successful crypto. I understand that that's going to have value. It makes sense to me. What I don't entirely understand is why others do. Like, it's not like you can go to a pizza shop and buy the pizza using Dogecoin. So why do why do do people's emotion get behind? is new cryptocurrencies and why are they actually starting to pick up actual value? And the way this was explained, explained to me by um, Miles when he was, uh, he was on our show, I, I should have the episode ready um, that he was on, but the way he explained it to me was those other cryptos are used, they're essentially used to buy coin with. Yep. So if you have a bunch of Dogecoin, you're pretty much just trading those for, um, for Bitcoin, which actually has value. But I still don't entirely understand why. Why aren't we using real money to buy the Bitcoin? Why can we use made up made up cryptocurrency to buy another made up cryptocurrency? That's when it starts to get odd to me. And I know what you're saying. If it costs a lot of watts to create it, those watts could technically be worth something because to, re to, to create that, it took somebody's time and somebody's money but i still don't think that's enough because if i were to make a wicker basket today that would take a lot of my time and energy but at the end of the day i might not be able to sell it for more than a dollar right. so that was why? episode two by the way with miles thank you no episode two yeah holy shit mining the wow. atmosphere holy cow that was our second episode well you know over three if you years ago you want to go back and listen to someone who did invest some time and money into mining um, two years ago. Three. Um, three years ago. Gosh. Yeah. Oh, you know, I remember when Friendship Snake was this tall. <laughs> and it's still this tall. We've burned through three-fifths of the life of Friendship Snake. It's all snakes. Yeah, five, five years. I, five years when the snake becomes a butter, beautiful butterfly. So what's concerning 
it it just it feel why it's so appealing is because you're essentially getting the opportunity to get into to something at the basement level that could become yeah. a skyscraper, right? Like, well, uh, that's the where where you wouldn't be really in other places unless you had some inside uh, knowledge or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, you you wouldn't be able to do that. Only typically people with a lot of money have connections just, that know how to do that. Which is why it feels wrong. Well, it's not Amway, wrong. It's which is why it feels like it hits too good to be true. It's right. Amway. Right. However, yeah. however, that too good to be true has proven at least in recent history that it can be that good. I mean, that guy that traded two Domino's pizzas for 200,000 Bitcoin. This is a crazy idea now to think about that. Bitcoin right now, it's a little bit low, but one Bitcoin is worth $36,000. Oof, it's dropped that much. Holy shit. So, so the, the, th- the, the thing that, yeah, energy, a cost, and the side. Bitcoin, so Bitcoin is actually part of a bigger phenomenon coming out of Silicon Valley, which is that the thing that has made the most money for anyone in the, 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 the history of mankind, there was like t- two businesses that start in a civilization. The first one's a whorehouse. The second one's a bank. Mm. And Bitcoin and that whole cryptocurrency thing is effectively the, 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 the cost, the cost and resources required to start a bank at scale have gone down over time and the legal environment that these banks have to run, you know, like, so if it's, you go to more, you know, you can, you can say you fucking propaganda, scumbag baker things lobbed around aside, JP Morgan and Wells Fargo and everybody else. There's a pretty, there's a pretty long standing environment of how those guys interact with each other and laws that regulate how they do things. And you can say that they ignore stuff, but you know, it's like they're encumbered by the, they're encumbered by the mechanisms that gave birth to them. Right. I mean, it's like any, it's like any field that gets, that gets reinvented by technology. It's a whole, it's, it's a bunch of guys in their fucking garage building a banking, a planetary banking system. And that, that, that could help explain why there's more virtual banks. But I think what we're talking about right now is, is it worth our while, right? Oh, oh, okay. Is yes. it worth our while? Because that's that's the big gamble. Um, you know, I I decided for the first time because I've had a four hundred one k for all these years, but I decided for the first time to invest a chunk into a stock. Um, I knew an IPO was coming out, and we've talked about this on other episodes. But a uh, Roblox um, IPO yeah. came out. And I wanted to get in on the IPO because I actually, in hindsight, have regretted not getting in on stuff like Tesla, not getting in on stuff like Facebook. Even though I don't like Facebook, um, it's not to say I couldn't have made a lot of money off of them had I jumped on the IPO. Um, even Apple, even though I wasn't you know, old enough to know what stocks were, um, even Apple being able to jump on, um, to, to purchase some of their stocks before the release of the iPod or the iPhone. I mean, can you imagine? So I got in on Roblox and I got in just a couple of months ago and 
I've seen, I would say, significant gains. It's gone up between 30 and 40% since I initially put my money in. And that's real money, right? At any point in time, I could take that back out and say, this is the money that I earned. Yeah. I took a gamble and I got money back. But these, these cryptos, you're not talking 20 or 30% gain. You're talking like 3,000 percent yeah, gain. Thousands of percent. And that's just scary though, because why it's it's like it's not scary like I'm not gonna do it. I'm gonna I've dipped my toe in Dogecoin and I got a little bit of the I got bit a little bit by the gambling bug with it, right? I haven't made my second move yet, but I'm but I'm going to, and it's the stakes are gonna get raised a little bit. But but it is scary because naturally you think something that goes up that quickly and that that high mm-hmm. can it last forever? When do you get out, dude? I wish I had kept my Dogecoin in because it would have would instead of hundreds of of in in earnings, it would have been thousands in earnings. But I got the fuck out once I pumped and dumped. I tangibility put a little bit in. because, like with with the GameStop stuff, we knew. Yeah, we knew that GameStop was being overvalued. We all sat back and watched. That doesn't mean people didn't make a lot of money off of it, um, and but. People lost way more than they than they made. Um, well, as and you a find whole. out also too some of that's like shit was engineered. It was like a few people like you know mm-hmm. like rally, not experts or anything. They were just you know they knew a little bit more than than everybody else. And like let's fuck these guys. But also you know they were they were they were dumping their stock when they thought it had peaked as well. Like right. I made my money. Fuck you guys. Sorry. At least if you decide to go and buy a few shares of Apple. You know that by the end of the year, Apple will still be here. They yeah. will still have some value. You don't know what the value is going to be. It could be much higher. It could be much lower. It'll probably be about what it is now. But at least you know there's going to be value. So how do people like us, because it's kind of our age group that's jumping on this crypto stuff, how the fuck do we know if if we, if we go throw $2,000 into dogecoin today how do we know it will be worth anything tomorrow and that's like that's the reluctance like it's it's not necessarily a make or break number but it's a significant number like if all of a sudden you told me like i don't have two grand anymore or i have two grand less i'm gonna be fucking pissed i'm gonna be like what the fuck you know and that's but that's when you gamble that's what happens i feel like people like to believe that you know they know like what's going to happen. They know every move, and they're very confident with it. But I, I got to be honest with you, like it's still gambling. You know what I mean? And, and and with crypto, I know so fucking little about it. Aside from there have been these massive swings, especially as of late, that it's just like I'm jumping into deep, deep, potentially deep fucking water. You know. So this 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 doesn't this doesn't answer Frank's question, and I'm sorry, but I think that maybe this is this is. I, I think I think I think the wrong question's being asked fundamentally. You know, you're talking about you're talking about crypto and stuff. Really, this this is a bigger problem, which is that um people don't really get an opportunity to get fucking educated on how fucking how the how fucking money works. Period. You know, like we're talking like get well, you know, the common man wealthy. It's like no. Common man doesn't, you know, like that's not, it's it's 
one, you might get rich at best, but like rich is a basketball player. Wealthy is the guy who owns the fucking team. Right. You know, like how, how do you fucking, you can't, unless, unless you invent, you invent something that is, that changes the world or like you're not, you honestly though, in in fairness, Gunner, like very few humans. Yeah, very even then, very few humans become wealthy in their lifetime. Wealth is typically generational, and it's yeah. built over time. But, um, but so, and, and but not everybody. That, but but even going back to that, it's like there are, you know, like, uh, statistically speaking, I mean, there's old, you know, there's old, there's old money, and there's like, the, you know, like you got your fuck, like even the fucking Silicon Valley millionaires and billionaires. I mean, like they're they're usually from rich to wealthy backgrounds but it's like you know there there are people who fucking get wealthy it's so in america but if you really and, and it's and it boils down a little more simpler than this there's no such thing as the common man getting wealthy so there, off of anything because frankly there are there can only be rich and poor or rich or you know wealthy or not wealthy or well to do or not well to do it's well, it's a set well, amount of resources you can't make more of it and it's slides one way or the other wealth wealth wealthy consume be getting getting wealthy yeah, because if if, if if every common man could get of, rich off of, of crypto poor, there wouldn't poor, be poor, any more right. common man yes yeah so well, I mean, yeah, yeah, but I think Star Trek replicator thing, right? <laughs> and I think I think we're focusing a little bit too much on the definition of wealth. Probably, I think I think what Frank's question really, really represents is an opportunity to get ahead, right? Because sure, even if you let's say you let's say today you make thirty thousand dollars in Dogecoin, are you going to turn around and reinvest that into more crypto or? Or, or, or are you going to say, no, you know what? I'm going to take it out while I'm ahead. Or are you going to leave it in there for the long term? If you leave it in there for the long term, let's say it turns into a few million dollars, right? That's, that'll help you retire. You are not rich, right? If you take the $30,000 out now, eh, you pay down some of your, your loans, you're not rich. So I think what it really represents is, is that a lot of us, Every day we stop and we ask ourselves, what type of happiness sacrifices are we willing to make um, to get myself a little bit further out of debt and a little bit closer to becoming um, you know, economically free? And I think that the average person is okay with that. But right now, most people are really, really underwater and they don't really see a path to get, to get ahead. So you know, maybe, maybe the term... No, fortune is a bad is a bad you know word to focus on. It's more about, in my opinion, it's more about just getting ahead. And I think it's a I think it's a good question. You're right. If everyone were to jump in on the stocks um, at the same time, and then everyone were to take the money out at the same time, everyone would lose and everyone would win, and it would kind of just even itself out. And I agree with that statement. Um, but I don't know. Maybe we're trying to you know have a network of people that that are trying to find the next thing before it happens 
you know, maybe we do want to invest into the next Apple before they turn into Apple. And, um, you know, maybe Wall Street Bets is the best place to hang out. Maybe the Friendship Snake podcast is not. Um, but it's, it's everybody's talking about it right now. So I like to think about it, too. I've seen my friends make thousands of dollars on these things. And I yep. have to stop and ask, just like Frank did, is this stupid or is this smart or is it somewhere in between? I think like most things is somewhere in between. It's all, I guess, how you play it. My only issue is, is that there's no, there is no playbook on this. You know what I mean? This is so no. new that I can't say that my friend is playing it smart because my friend literally turned like, you know, 70 bucks into like 2,000 bucks. But if that plummets tomorrow, then he just lost $70. You know what I mean? And I, to add insult to injury, so that's not that big a deal, right, to most. But to add insult to injury is, and it's always the worst part, it's just like at a blackjack table. When yeah. you, I'm going to play by the rules, I'm going to play by the system, and you hit, and you bust, and everyone else at the ta- is still there at the table, and that dealer deals their cards, and they bust. And you're like, Fuck! <laughs> if I had just kept that money there and just yeah. stayed there and not played by, the, by these so-called rules, I'd have made a profit here. And, mm-hmm. and instead of everyone, it's else just crazy here though because the money's—it's making money for you. It's playing for you. So if you had gone around to every cryptocurrency and thrown fifty or hundred dollars of real cash at it, and then just watch them rise and fall. Um, it would be pretty crazy right now to see, you know, what how much money you'd have in Dogecoin alone by jumping on when it first started versus where it's at now. You know, yeah. it it seems it seemed like this odd thing to go down. Yet, I none I don't think any of us. I mean, like any of us jumped on Bitcoin when it first started, and I'm not really sure why I didn't. Like well, I can't really think of a good reason why I didn't. I think um, but the I public didn't. perception was probably like I don't think anybody could have definitively said that this was going to be that valuable because if they did, then we would have just done it because it cost next to nothing back then. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's, but, but at the same time, I guess that's why you do kind of at least throw something at it. Nothing that's going to break you. You know what I mean? But so when you walk into a casino, don't bring, don't bring money. You can't spend. No, but man, where do you put it? Where does it, where do you go with it? Well, that kind of brings us to our 15-minute mark. Um, do you want to just cut us off, or you want me to grab another one of these? Because these are some, uh, some fantastic questions here. I mean, this other one would be pretty short if we were to jump into it. Let's do a short one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, this one's a little bit more on the tech side, but I, I think it's I think it'd be a great one for Gunner to, to, to talk about. And I'm sorry to just keep telling Gunner when to talk. I don't mean to do that. Um, but this is really, I think this is in his alley. Um, he says with the GPU hell, um, which I believe when he says GPU hell, he's referring to the fact that the market for video cards for gaming PCs has exploded. And Gunner's very, very, he's well aware of this. <clears throat> I believe Gunner even sold some. Um, with GPU um, hell, um, and actually all of PC parts um, are hard to get or even hard to get scalped, um, CPU makers are getting better performance out of APUs. Do you think that soon this will be the way for a casual gamer forcing them away from dedicated cards? And first of all, I have to ask, Gunnar, what the hell is an APU? 
Uh, well, actually, oh shit, I don't actually remember what the A stands for. I think it's auxiliary processing additional auxiliary power unit. Well, that, that's, that's okay. That's, I, that's I'll different. give you the definition. It's <laughs> it's actually accelerated processing. Unit. Okay. So it it, oh, it is sorry. it is it We're is it is, a, it is it is a processor <laughs> is a processor with something else bolted onto it. Uh, generally, in these cases, it's usually like a graphics chip, you know, or a rendering device, because you know, graphics, you know, a graphics card usually has a a a a, a you know, it's equivalent of a central processing unit or a graphics processing unit and memory attached to it, but um. So there the 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 PC market really breaks out to three ways. There's there's three players in it right now, right? You know, I mean like a Apple has their own awesome stuff that they're cranking out now cuz but there was there's Intel, AMD and Nvidia. Nvidia just made GPUs. AMD hmm. made CPUs and GPUs and then Intel made CPUs, but they also have like their own graphics thing that they've been doing for the longest time, and they mm. actually have the most graphics cards out of anyone or graphics adapters out there of anyone because they're built into their CPUs. Mm. Just not necessarily as gaming friendly Beefy. historically, yes. right? Although, yeah. So, so um, you know, and there's been kind of the shuffling around behind closed doors because in Intel had a whole lot of problems. With their manufacturing technology, so you know AMD kind of caught up, because um, AMD was getting their teeth kicked in for the longest time, um, and Nvidia uh, was leading on the graphics side because you know Nvidia was getting their teeth, or AMD was getting their teeth kicked in for the longest time, but now they're kind of you know now they're now they're hanging in there with everyone and. AMD has been like struggling for the last five or six years to kind of beat back Intel and move into that space because they actually have a better fundamental graphics technology than Intel did, hmm. you know, but Intel, Intel hired a whole bunch of people to come over from AMD the last shuffle around to build up their graphics thing. So now, now they're shipping, now they're getting ready to ship competitive technology on the amd side hmm. um and where i guess where this where this is going is that so the... so i'm going to ask you some more questions here yeah, um yeah. first of all um the whole amd thing is is interesting right because when i was 10 years ago and i used to play games there was nvidia and there was ati and those were the two big yep. like video game graphics card companies and AMD bought ATI. So now it's just AMD. So AMD has both the graphics side as well as the the processors um in the computers. And in, in recent years, AMD's processors, not necessarily the video cards, but the processors themselves have been blowing Intel out of the water. So AMD has both. They have the graphics and they have the CPU. But Frank's question is specific about the APUs. So, what's he, what what is he referring to when he says that? Is he talking about like Intel finally 
becoming more competitive in gaming, which sounds weird because historically, if you get something with an integrated Intel graphics card, it sucks. And when I say it sucks, it works fantastic unless you want to play yes. like you know, AAA titles. Is he talking about NVIDIA partnering with Intel or AMD? Of course, they probably wouldn't partner with AMD because they're direct competition. Or is he really just simply talking about what AMD is trying to plan for having the uh, for having that the the graphics and the processor um, on a chip is that what is 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 this really talking about like the future of AMD or is he talking about something else? Okay, so so and actually the, why and this is kind of the preamble. So this is without speaking directly to Frank. Uh, you know, I got to couch that. Don't. This is what this is where I interpreted this question and kind of why it's relevant. Hmm. So. With all that preamble set up, so you, you you have three things that have happened simultaneously, which is that Nvidia has pushed the price of a video card, mm. even like a, cr- a cruddy one, mm. new one, to the roof, over a thousand dollars. So it's it's effectively the price of every other part of the computer just by itself at this point. Mm. Um. And part of that is, you know, like you could you can say, you know, money getting on the market and everything. It, it, but but whatever. Man, it's that's it's 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 a contributing factor to the topic. So, yes. Right. And, he, and, but 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 also part of it is that the prices have gone up so much because the complexity to just make one of these things is so high for a dedicated piece of equipment now. Okay. And where this gets interesting is that part th- that was in th- that whole scenario is implicitly in the interest of Nvidia because that's how Nvidia makes the most money. And they kind of did the GM battery thing a while back, you know, like so GM had the first electric car, the EV1 there. And when they were doing that, they bought the they bought the patents on the primary nickel metal hydride battery batteries, which would have made electrical vehicles relatively practical at the time. We had to wait to get lithium ion and you know Tesla to start manufacturing his own cells to you know they they, they held they held electric cars back by about seven eight years practically. Nvidia has been doing this thing in the business so to the point is that where they make the most money they've shrank the 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 industry as a whole and amd has been kind of having to kind of play that same game with them shipping these video cards but what we've gotten to is a point where it's you know like how they talk about how, how your phone's like good enough to be a computer now yeah so where the APU stuff starts getting interesting is that we're we're in a fundamental technological shift right now. We're going from what they call um, path trace to, to or, or, so so raster graphics to ray traced graphics, mm-hmm. and ray trace is where you get all that fun- funky light and stuff like that. And Nvidia, back in at the start of the two thousands. Uh, there was a whole bunch of work, and actually ATI at the time was working with this university and 
what they did is that they were doing ray traced graphics with the cards at the time with mm-hmm. just this endless really cheap throwaway add-on processor on there mm-hmm. and you didn't need the complex the complicated hardware that nvidia was bringing into this to do this nvidia bought that company and those patents so that nobody could use this ray tracing implementation because what it turns out to, what it turns out is that if you're doing ray tracing it's actually faster to do it on the cpu side mm. than it is to do it with this graphics processing side okay so where, to where, really so, boil that down what you're saying is is that there is a completely viable market which is people who want better graphics and for right now it seems to be people who want to pay the extra money yes. for a card that supports ray tracing but there's a viable there's a completely viable market for that ray tracing to just leave that card altogether yes. and to get those same graphics it's, by taking advantage of this new APU where um which from what i understand is 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 mostly being led by AMD at least that terminology is am i right there Yo, yes, they're the 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 new the new where they make the processor, they make the graphics card, smush them together, take advantage of the fact that they're on the same die, um, take advantage of the performance uh, improvements there, and maybe you don't need a powerhouse video card at the end of the day. So to answer Frank's question, um, it sounds like yes, maybe maybe the APU is the way to go, the, the, considering the, 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 the graphics cards are only going to go higher in price and um it looks like the technology might be there very soon to be able to do the triple a gaming uh without it this this generation and the next is these are like the these are the tesla roadsters yeah of of that because what what did it Hmm. yeah whatever you know it's like why it's why nvidia bought arm yeah and yeah i've been I've been saying this for a while because there's mobile games that play better than the desktop equivalent. And I've been saying it for a while. Like what Tencent did with PUBG Mobile runs fucking flawless on a Pixel 3A. And I don't understand. Like maybe the graphics aren't as good, but it's still an HD screen. And it runs fucking flawless on there. And I stop and I think about it. And I'm like, you know, why do you have this big gaming rig? When a cell phone could technically play this game pretty freaking well. Meanwhile, I had a MacBook Pro with an i7 in it, but an Intel integrated graphics card, and that game barely ran at all. Yep. And um, and I was like, well, you know, what's wrong here? You know, what's wrong with this picture? However, fast forward uh, about two more years, now Apple has the M1 processor out, which in a lot of ways, sounds like this whole APU thing that we're describing because because they have the graphics sitting right next to the CPU as well. You have the CPU, you have the CPU and the graphics core sitting on the same memory, you know, like the same high speed memory bus. They don't have, you know, it's the the, you know, Nvidia's whole thing has been like they've been trying to hack around the fundamental limitations. Sure. Of what, what of, of just like you know it, it's you know like they, they they went all you know it was an appropriate it was an appropriate solution for the the context of the problem the problem has the context has changed oh. and 
now 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 here we are where it's like you know and it's the thing is is that APU APUs probably are going to be like GPUs are going to end up being dedicated stuff for rendering fucking videos for movies or doing like big data science or they're like high you know it's like hi-fi gear you know like the 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 AP the APU just from a from a cost effectiveness standpoint like you can make them cheaper DDR5 is going you know DDR5 memory has enough bandwidth to support it and it's easier to just make more DDR5 than fucking cranking out high speed graphics memory so you know it's the console you know like you look you look at the like the PS5 and the Xbox one I mean like we've talked about that shit but I mean like those are APUs for all intents and purposes so yes frank Yes, you'll be forced away from your dedicated graphics I, card. I, I, it, it, or, or you're gonna have to pay five. Th- I, I don't know. I mean, like, do, do, you, do you? I think we've had this. Con- we may have had this conversation before, but do you remember how fucking crazy computer prices were in the late '90s? Like, if you wanted to actually build, or even like the, the early '90s, you know, like it was a, it was a thousand. It was you know, like it was a thousand, two thousand dollars. For a desktop, and if you do the conversion, it's like that's like five, six grand right. in now money. Like we're, we're you know, like computers got real. Like the 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 price of like a that kind of what it could you know, like if you do the scale, you know, Moore's law scale and all that stuff. It's like I think I think I think we had like a a dip when computers were really cheap, and if you want to still keep pushing out that curve. To get like more, you know, like more, more, more and more horsepower, as it were, we're gonna go back to that price. It's just that the, the from now on, it's like I pay, I paid eight hundred dollars, but you know, like I've got I've got the 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 power of the thing in my hand I'm holding in my hand is where the real movement's gonna be, right? Yeah, because it's it's just it's a better package, and it's it's also like we're effectively you know like effectively. The whole premise, the whole premise of that thing is that you have to break it and throw it away because you have to go buy another one, because that's how that, that that market works. And the mo- you know, like your to your side, it's like the mobile side is just where it's gonna. Did you do you see that shit where they're talking? Steam supposedly working on a handheld PC like the Switch or uh, Valve or Valves. No, but Wade's gonna murder you if you start a new topic. All right. Yeah, well, we're not this, 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 well, this goes back to the AP. That go, this goes back to the APU thing. I, I, wish. we're that, like we're we're that we're we're there now, especially with like that fucking dynamic resolution stuff. They're they're building a handheld gaming PC that can do that super scaling stuff, but you can play all your Steam games on something in the same the form factor of a Switch. So we're here. So yeah, so yeah, we're there. We're there. Well, thanks everybody for giving us a listen. Um, a like and a share. Uh, yeah, we're out of here. Gunner, take us on out. <laughs>